Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we are unashamed about the fact that we want your church and your business to grow. This is my co-host, Logan. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and in today's podcast, we will be talking about the benefits of getting away from it all. Getting away from it all. You know, Logan, you've um, you've actually traveled quite a bit, so what are, what are some of the benefits that you've experienced when it comes to like traveling and breaking out of your normal routine? Well, I personally enjoy traveling international just because I'm fascinated by culture and language, food. Um, but I think it's important to note that not everyone enjoys that type of travel. Right. Um, sometimes it could be a trip to the mountains or a beach, and that's plenty of getaway you know, for someone. So as long as you're giving your brain a break and you're embarking on activities outside of that normal routine, then in my opinion, you only have something positive to gain from it. But yeah. what, what do you think it's important to get away for? Well, but before I answer that question, do you have a favorite place that you've been? Oh, absolutely. Greece. I love Greece. You went to Greece? I went to Greece with my best friend. Yeah, it was oh. amazing. But I feel like when you I'm go on a trip, Greece. oh my goodness, plug. <laughs> I feel like when you go to a, a place, you leave and you're always thinking, oh, it was the best trip ever. And then you can always top it with another trip. That's the way I felt the first mm-hmm. time I went to Gatlinburg. To Gatlinburg. I'm just kidding. I was uh, Gatlinburg is like redneck Myrtle Beach in the mountains. That's but what, it's close to good food. Mountain people can cook. Oh, yeah. There's like a fudge stand every 15 seconds. Yeah, it's great. Anyway. Why do you think it's important to get away, Perry? Well, I once heard a guy um, who who I deeply love and respect named Mark Batterson, who every time he sneezes, a bestseller flies out. This guy's like one of the best writers on the planet. Um, But Mark Batterson said this years ago, and I've never forgot it, change of place plus change of pace equals change of perspective. Yes, I will say that again because that was good. And Mark said that, not me. Change of place plus change of pace equals change of perspective. And and, and I've got a great example of this. Sorry, I just about kicked over the table. I was so excited. Um, uh, I went, I got invited one time to go to a Dallas Cowboys football game. And I'm a big Dallas fan. I've been a Dallas fan all my life, but I didn't want to go. And the reason I didn't want to go is because it was a Sunday night game, and I was going to have to preach on Sunday morning and then hop on a flight and fly out there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not sure I want to go. And I had a thousand reasons why I shouldn't go. But I wound up going on this trip. I was like, okay, I'm going to go because it's the Dallas Cowboys um, game and it's the new stadium and I've heard about the jumbotron there so I go on this plane I go out I'm sitting at the Dallas Cowboys game and we had a big offering coming up at church that year and um, the, the offering had been on my mind like how to raise money for this particular offering um, and it just kind of been in the back of my mind and so I was out of my it was a change of place and it was a change of pace and I'm watching the game and. Um, the one of the guys with me leaned over and said, you do realize they spent a billion dollars on this stadium. And um, 
Actually, I didn't realize that at all. I didn't know that. I knew it, it was a lot, a lot of money, but a billion dollars was spent on that stadium that's used, I mean, honestly, I mean, there's eight home games a year. Um, now, they use it for more than that, but it's eight home games a year. So I'm sitting there in the stadium, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, th- they spent a billion dollars on this. And people think it's amazing. I said, but you know what? In 10, 15, 20, even 100 years, this thing's going to be obsolete. And then I had this just image in my mind of the Roman Colosseum. And I thought about how um, when the Roman Colosseum was built, I'm sure the modern-day equivalent would have been millions, if not billions of dollars spent on that Colosseum to watch the gladiator games. And today, it's in ruins. I mean, it's in ruins. And so, so I was thinking, like, people invested their money to build the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. People invested their money to build the Roman Colosseum. And at the end of the day, it's ruined. But at the same time the Roman Colosseum was built, there was an organization meeting underground called the local church. And it was being built. And people that invested their time and their money in the local church has have seen a far greater return than the people that invested in the Colosseum or the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. And I had that idea, that thought, that um, vision-casting opportunity came to me while I was sitting at that football game. And it was very, very effective um, in regards to casting vision for what we were trying to do as a church. So by the way, if you're a pastor, feel free to rip that off and use it. It's pretty good. I know it is. Um, Because it didn't come from me. It wasn't my idea. It was something the Lord gave me, but He gave it to me. when I changed my place and I changed my pace, I would have never had that idea. You know, all, all the time in the in the Bible, it seems like Jesus is always taking his the the apostles aside. He's always going, "Hey, come away, let's get away by ourselves." And out of the apostles, he's always taking Peter, James, and John to different places, and he's kind of taking them away. And so, at the end of the day, it's not just something that's a good idea. I think it's a God idea because we see Jesus doing it with his key leaders when he was here on earth. Mm, yeah. So, if you had to choose. Four benefits of getting away, just four. Just four? What are they? Well, number one, it gets you out of your normal routine. Mm, but why is that so important? I feel like people go to great lengths to develop a routine. Why oh, would you want to get out of that? They do, um, but I heard John Maxwell say years and years ago, if we always do what we've always done, we'll always get what we've always got. Mm. That was deep, wasn't it? If we've all, If we always do what we've always done... We'll always get what we always got. And if we're not careful as leaders, we're going to drift towards normal and safe. Because as leaders, we want predictability. And and we want to put ourselves in as many predictable environments as possible. But going somewhere new really does force our minds to be active. Because if we stay in our normal routine... Logan, I remember one time... I left the church office, and I drove home, and when I pulled into my driveway, I didn't remember driving home. Mm-hmm. And Logan, this was before I had a drinking problem. So, <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, it wasn't like the alcohol. It was just like, 
my mind, that's true, by the way, people, um, my mind was on autopilot. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, when you take your kids to school, you probably don't even think about the route you take because it's so normal. And just like that happens on a drive home, it can happen in our leadership as well. That's right. What do you think the second benefit is? Well, the second benefit is it removes us as leaders from distractions. Do you think leaders are distracted a lot? Oh, my gosh. We're, we're distracted so much that we don't even know it. Our work environments as a leader have a thousand things going on. You probably can't even walk to the bathroom with somebody without somebody asking you 15 or 20 things. And one of the best things that we can do as a leader is give ourselves some, some uninterrupted time in an unfamiliar place. Mm, what would you think benefit number three of getting away would be? Benefit number three, Logan, would be incredible conversations. This is true. This is true. I'm a sucker for good conversations, especially normal conversations. Mm. About aliens. I was about to say, (laughs) Logan, you brought up aliens. I wasn't going to bring it up. I I wasn't going to bring it up in this episode. You guys listening would be surprised at what our conversations are about when we go to team lunches and we get out of our office. We talk about aliens. We learn how to change a tire in a car. Like Things get pretty interesting. Okay, let me pause real quick. This isn't on the script, but Logan and Carly (laughs) did not know that cars had spare tires. Well, hold on. I need to clarify. Logan, you're going to make it worse for yourself. We knew that the ones on the outside were there. Like Jeeps? Like Jeeps. Okay. Where you can see the tire. We did not know that the carpet, you could pick it up, and there was a tire (laughs) under there. Moving on. But but you said something about that. What was it that you said about that? I called that was, it a magic carpet. You called it the magic carpet. So every car, and, and folks, we, we, we picked this up at lunch during some incredible conversations. And listen, to anyone out there listening that didn't know about the magic carpet, I feel your pain. It's okay. Don't be ashamed, all right? Logan, Anyways. Logan, every... No, there are people out there that didn't. I'm convinced. Okay, well... It, we do have incredible conversations, and I'll say this and it helps about build your team. It does, it does, because um, some of the best conversations I've ever had with people that I worked with came um, when we would go to a conference or we would go to an event and go to lunch or dinner afterwards. We would have some of the best ideas, the best concepts, and um, you know, all joking aside, sometimes. In the midst of normal conversations, it, it allows you to get to know your team better, and 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 that's a great thing. I mean, knowing what makes people laugh, knowing what people are sensitive to, knowing what makes people cry, knowing what people are going through, it really does help us to be a better team player. That's right. And what is the last benefit? The last benefit of, of getting away is it allows um, a leader and his or her team to plan way more effectively. And why do you think planning is so essential to leadership? Well, because you're either planning to go somewhere or you're drifting towards somewhere. And we never, ever drift towards things that are health healthy. And especially in ministry, if we're not careful, we can fall into the ministry grind and we will drift way more than we plan, and things will happen accidentally rather than intentionally. 
I understand what you're saying about planning. And I, I've heard people with a three-year plan, a five-year plan, even a 10-year strategic plan, and they put so much effort into it. What do you think about that? Well, I've heard about the three, five, and 10-year strategic plans as well. And um, while I think there was a time when they had their place, um, I don't think they're effective today because the world is changing so fast. I, I want to read this. Um, I saw this on Instagram, or I'm sorry, I saw this on Twitter on November the 26th, um, and it says, things that did not exist on Thanksgiving 10 years ago. This is mind-blowing. So the things I'm about to list did not exist 10 years ago on Thanksgiving, which shows us how fast the world is changing. Uber, Airbnb, Instagram, Snapchat, Bitcoin, iPad, Kickstarter, Pinterest, App Store, Angry Birds, Slack, Siri, Lyft, Google Chrome, WhatsApp, Candy Crush, Alexa, Tinder, Stripe, Square, and the Apple Watch. Those are things that are pretty much standard today, but didn't exist 10 years ago. And so the reason three to five and 10-year strategic plans don't aren't as effective anymore is because the world is changing so fast. So instead of doing three, five, 10-year strategic plans, something I've discovered that I think works really effective is doing a six to 12-month strategic plan um, because I believe micro-planning is so effective. So, hey, instead of where we're going to go three to five to 10 years, especially in church world, because most people are going to relocate three, five, 10 years anyway, let's talk about where we're going to go the next six to 12 months and really get our people laser-focused and excited about that journey and then talk about what is next. I think that's one of the most effective ways to plan. That's really good. So, how can leaders apply everything that we've talked about to their personal lives? Well, it's funny that you should ask because <laughs> um, one of the things we're doing at the growth company, and business leaders know this intuitively, but church leaders, I want, I've said this at the beginning of um, our past two episodes, um, I want your church to grow. And the thing I know about you is that you want your church to grow. And for years, church leaders have been made to feel ashamed for wanting their church to grow. But um, I really do believe when Jesus said, take the gospel to the whole world. In other words, I believe the Great Commission has become the great omission in a lot of churches, and we've been made to feel ashamed of actually wanting to reach people with the gospel. And I don't think you should hang your head, but it, it takes prayer, but it also takes planning. And so one of the things that we're starting at the growth company is we're, we're doing what we call on-site workshops, where you and up to five team members um, will come to Anderson, South Carolina, which is awesome because you're not going to get distracted by tourist um, destinations here. Uh, but you bring your team to our offices, which are really awesome. You're going to love our offices, by the way, in Anderson, South Carolina. And we'll spend a day, or if you want, two days developing a six to 12 month strategic plan that'll work, um, that'll work, walk through like social media, that'll walk through sermon planning, that'll walk through, um, uh, 
uh, how to raise money, how to raise dollars. If you're a business, we'll talk about how to build culture. We'll talk about what you really need to dive into, but it's going to be specific to your church or specific to your organization, and you'll walk away with a 6- to 12-month strategic plan that really will focus your entire organization on growth. So I'm, I'm telling you, if you want to check this out, Dates are, are already kind of filling up a little bit, but you can go to IWantMyChurchToGrow.com. That's IWantMyChurchToGrow.com and click on Services and then Private Workshop. This is me and your team working together to develop a 6-12 to 12 month strategic plan that will help your church or your business grow. I, I think I think you will absolutely enjoy your time in beautiful Anderson, South Carolina, and um, I really do believe this will be beneficial to your church or your organization. Thank you for joining the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. Woo-hoo! And once again, you can visit www.iwantmychurchtogrow.com <laughs> and click on the Services tab, and then click on the Private Workshop tab to schedule with us. We'll see you again real soon, and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com.